Ah, we are on live. Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of this humble little Zoomcast uh, that commenced uh, right throughout lockdown. I'm Matt Grimmer. Welcome to Zoomcast and today's special guest, uh, one of the funnier guys in real estate, a director at Marshall White's Elwood Park office, some 28 years of industry experience. I speak, of course, uh, of the very well-liked and very well-known Damien O'Sullivan. G'day, Doss. Hello, Mr. Grimmer. How are you? Very well, Jeez. You look uh, you look very relaxed. I'm enjoying some of the background settings of our guests uh, on Zoomcast. Uh, where exactly are you? Oh, it's a green screen. I'm actually in the office still working, would you believe? No, you wouldn't. I'm uh, sitting back at home outside. Uh, child-free zone for the time being. Child-free zone that aren't chewing up the Wi-Fi so that we can, uh, we can try and get through this unscathed. Don't speak too soon. <laughs> Got it, mate. Thanks for jumping on. Uh, I've wanted uh, you and I to do this uh, a couple of times. We had a couple of false starts. Uh, you are, of course, uh, husband, father of four, uh, director at Marshall White. So you're a pretty busy man. But uh, gee whiz, I'm happy to have had the opportunity to pin you down and uh, have a bit of fun, talk through your career, uh, some of the lighter moments in uh, in real estate and uh, uh, how, life, uh, how life was for you and the family during COVID and uh, how we've come out of it. Well, I think I've been begging you for about 12 months to uh, be a part of this, Matty, but you had a few up-and-comers like Marcus Kimonello that uh, took precedence <laughs> over me. When uh, when the big man's available, you grab him. Uh, there's no oh, doubt I, about that. I'm being no facetious, of course, that. perhaps not for the uh, last time during this little chat. <laughs> Very good. Uh, Dos, 28 years in the game. Uh, it's, it's an extraordinary run uh, that you've had, uh, certainly people in, in, within the Marshall White community. And Marshall White ranks uh, know of you. Uh, you, you, you work, uh, essentially work across a couple of marketplaces, don't you? You've still got great ties to the Burundara market. And, and naturally, you work day to day down at Albert Park in the city of Port Phillip. So you are rare in the sense that you do move across uh, a couple of markets. And, and uh, I would say you're more a contacts based, relationships based agent and sort of pinning yourself, you know, at a cafe in a suburb day to day. Um, for those who may not know uh, much about you in terms of your journey through the ranks, maybe give some of the listeners um, a bit of a snapshot as to uh, as to where it all began for you and uh, your journey uh, to get to where you are today. Uh, yeah, it's been a long journey, 28 years. That makes me feel about 48 years of age, funnily enough. I, uh, <laughs> I started in, in 93 down in Port Phillip. Uh, after a short but unsuccessful stint at university, uh, where they fell out of love with me pretty quickly. Um, so I started in real estate. I, I started working um, probably in a, in a, with a franchise company, but at the head office of franchising. So I worked, got to see a lot of the businesses right throughout Victoria, as well as doing uh, sales for, you know, on Saturdays and Sundays. Um, I apologise to the property managers that might be listening. I spent about six short weeks in property management back in the early days doing rent arrears in St Kilda, oh, which wow. was a very, very different looking uh, environment way back then. In fact, every phone call ended in an expletive, not out of my mouth. So it wasn't a great deal of fun. And after, as I said, six short weeks, I um, thought there's got to be something else to real estate and have uh, been in a, a sales role or environment ever since. Uh, I've spent about 10 years working in the Stonington market as well. I've lived in Burundara all my life and I've uh, been a part of the Marsh White family now 
along with uh, my two partners, Kane Lanyon and Oliver Bruce, for just a tick over 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fact, uh, that just got celebrated at the uh, at the fire-up that we were at the other day. I remember they made mention of it. 10 years, that's uh, that's incredible. We'll touch on your relationship with the great Lanyon and uh, Ollie Bruce uh, in a moment. Um, so as a kid at school, I can tell you from experience that uh, the report card would come back and it would often say, you know, Matt's a good trier. He's got some enthusiasm, but by God, can he speak and, uh, you know, doesn't shut up and that sort of stuff. I'd imagine, and I'm guessing that um, uh, given your quick wit, uh, that sort of stuff might have come up with you as a youth. Uh, typically, my, my report card read, Damien is easily distracted and distracts others readily. Yeah. And nothing much has changed <laughs> a few decades later. I'm pleased to say. You've got to have a bit of fun along the way. 100%. One of my, the best, um, one of my favourite stints uh, in, in my career, and I've been in it for about uh, 10 or 11 years, was uh, I got the opportunity to sit in your office and we worked side by side for, what, two, two and a bit years, I reckon? Mm. And uh, it was like a pinball machine in terms of the wit and the, and the jokes and the comedy and the stories and uh, the setup work that you and I would do to uh, to set somebody up. It was um, it was a lot of fun. So uh, and you do you bring that through uh, right uh, right through the office there at Albert Park. So that's very productive fun. two and a half years, Matthew, wasn't it? What's that? Sorry, it was a very productive few years for you yeah. and I, wasn't it? No, it was absolutely dominated, uh, Doss. No, <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Um, Tell me, so so through that journey, um, obviously being a standalone sales agent for the vast majority of that, and then looking to set up the Marshall White business in Port Phillip with Kane and Ollie, maybe share that story and, and that experience. How did you actually go from working where you were, perhaps you can touch on that, to actually setting up a Marshall White's uh, business uh, in, in an area there, that it didn't yet exist? Yeah, look, we had worked together, the three of us, since uh, about 2004. Yep. Um, then come late to, well, 2009, 2010, we wanted to explore, take the next step, um, align ourselves with a business that we thought was progressive, uh, market leaders, set the benchmark, uh, a company that shared the same beliefs and values as us, a big family, um, after uh, a few sh short months of courting each other, we started Marshall White Port Phillip in December 2010, uh, and we haven't looked back. It's been you know one of the best decisions we've ever made. The Marshall White family's grown, but they've been true to their word since since uh, the day we started. We originally spoke with obviously uh, John Bongiorno and James Connell, and the journey's been you know nothing short of you know, am amazing for us. And ten very very short years later here we are yeah yeah at the time dos what was the what was the perception or, or the understanding of marshall white in the marketplace they're obviously very prevalent uh in the stonington and, and burundara parts of the world but how did the market or or people that lived in in say a port phillip take to marshall white coming into the area they talked to us very well uh very very few people hadn't heard of marshall white yep uh, a lot were well aware that Marshall White had great presence in Stonington and Burundara, but not in Port Phillip. We sold ourselves as being not new to the marketplace, just new to Marshall White. Uh, we surrounded ourselves with good people, great processes. The support we had from day one was extraordinary. And, and I know the three of us would say hand on heart, we 
couldn't have done what we've what we've achieved in those ten short years had we not had the support of the team um, and the likes of the many great people that work for Marshall White. Um, and we're you know we're really humbled to to learn that we took market share in about eighteen short months yep. after starting the business. And outside of outside of the three pillars, yourself, Kane, Lanyon, and Ollie Bruce, how did you go about? building uh, the broader team to get the Hollards and the Who's and the Sarah Woods on board. Uh, maybe talk through that process. And, and then, you know, Ben Manolitsis, Georgia Whitford, uh, Brad Steinbeck, the list goes on in terms of great performance at the office. Scott O'Halloran, of course, as well. But, um, uh, yeah, talk me uh, talk me through building from U3 into the uh, into the, the powerhouse that it is now. Well, we were strongly encouraged from, from day one to build the team and build it strongly and aggressively with the right people. Um, I, I'm, I'm really fortunate in that the two, my two business partners, both Kane and Ollie, are, I believe, attraction agents uh, in that they're just, they're good human beings. They're amazing estate agents. Uh, they're all around nice people who just, you know, we're very, very friendly with the competition, dare I say it. Yep. Um, and also I think Marshall White was an attraction brand. Um, the very reason that attracted the, the three of us to the business in the first place. So we were three people that tried to do business differently in a market that had been dominated by a few other agencies for a few decades. And by different, I mean, we were genuine, we're open, we're transparent, we weren't robotic. Uh, it was all about the customer first and foremost. Yep, yep. Well said. Um, and then, Doss, your, your journey um, intrigues me for, for a couple of reasons. As I said, talked about standalone agent, which you still are to this day. And I know that you've got a lot of people that uh, when they think real estate, they think, geez, I better, better speak to Doss uh, about his opinion on the market or, you know, where he thinks my home sits in the market at the moment. You're, you're very good and you're very big on ensuring that you get the right team in, um, depending on the type of real estate that you're actually walking into. So, if it's a big thumper in Albert Park or, or Middle Park, then you go into a Kane Landing or an Oliver Bruce pretty quickly. Um, if, if you're doing some work with your Burundara clients, then, you know, Dwayne Mollowick, Stuart Evans, uh, the list goes on in terms of getting in the right team. How important do you think getting the right team in is from the get-go to ensuring that you position yourself uh, um, to make your, your friends, your family, your clients feel comfortable about dealing with you? Getting the right team is one of the most important things. It, it's not so important to ensure that we're uh, entrusted with the business. It's most important, for example, as you know, I called you earlier today about a particular property in Western Kilda because I felt that you were the most appropriate person to assist me in selling for a long-term client in that you know that marketplace and those buyers far better than anyone else. So ultimately, I think that's uh, making the right decision for the vendor. And that's what it's got to come down to. It's not about taking the business on myself and taking a fingers crossed approach. It's about ultimately, first and foremost, doing what's right for the vendor. That's where it starts and stops for me. Yep. Yep. Well said. Uh, Doss, you are, um, and people, again, Marshall White people, uh, other agents would know you're one of the very best auctioneers uh, in the state. Oh, I don't say it just because you're sitting here. Uh, no, I you told are- you to say that earlier. That's why. You are very good. You're very funny. You're very quick-witted. Uh, you're great. You've got a little growl in the voice, which uh, I know a couple of our agents have noticed. Uh, you do get growly when the numbers get uh, get going, and you do happen to swivel a little bit when you walk do around I? sort of end-to-end. Okay. There's a genuine strut going on, not quite of the Pilios uh, uh, capability, but there is some strutting. 
One day during an auction, as a result of the strut, am I right in suggesting that you might have accidentally sprained the old ankle? <laughs> well, accidentally would be fair to say. I didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. I didn't know I had a swivel, but that may well uh, account for why I did. It was many moons ago, Matthew, in uh, Bruce Street in Turak. Yeah. And it was literally mid-auction that I sprained the ankle. And for those of you that have sprained an ankle, you know that searing pain. But of course, it was that very pain that I, I, I couldn't let on to the crowd that I was in any pain. In fact, the most painful part thereof was not the physical pain, but the pain of seeing my colleagues across the road with <laughs> tears streaming down their cheeks, laughing at my expense. That was the most humiliating and painful part of the whole experience and one that I'll never forget. So so you, you do the ankle mid-auction. You, you, you're good enough to uh, to put on a brave face and work your way through it. Did the property sell under the hammer? Sold under the hammer, thankfully. Okay. Yes. Probably because the auctioneer was very keen to get it sold and go and ice his ankle for no other reason. <laughs> so you knock it down, you go inside and, and uh, do the paperwork uh, uh, at the time. And what did the ankle look like at the end of it all? I put on a brave face. We uh, exchanged contracts. I limped back to the car and potentially cried for the next 28 minutes. I'm not sure. I can't. As I said, it was uh, many years ago, thankfully. And, I, and, and touch wood, I haven't done it since. Yeah. Yeah, well done. Mate, what makes, uh, you would have caught thousands of auctions. You're a great charity auctioneer as well. I know you've done a lot of charity auctions over the journey and that's probably your style because you can go a little bit uh, off-centre and have a little bit more fun and, uh, you know, loosen up a crowd that's probably drinking and uh, throwing away some money at a charity often or whatever the case may be. Um, whether, whether a charity auctioneer or, or whether an auctioneer as, a, as an estate agent, um, with your experience, what are some of the key points that you would want to hit on uh, if somebody was wanting to become uh, a very good auctioneer? What would they need in their kit bag? I think first and foremost, the ability to feel comfortable in that environment. I think a lot of people do it because they're told to do it, yep. um, because they feel that they'll uh, be a better listing agent as a result thereof. But you, you need to be comfortable in that environment. That will come across. You need to enjoy the moment. Uh, there's no point putting yourself through all that pain if you're not actually enjoying it. And if you're not enjoying it, you're potentially not representing the vendor and the property in the best light. I think for me, after I did my first auction back in late 93 or thereabouts, I thought I knew it all. Uh, two short years later, I thought, wow, who was I kidding? The experience that I've gained in, in, in two short years um, has made an enormous difference to... Uh, the overall result and, and the ability to make the right judgment call on a second's notice, you know, at the right point in time uh, to do the right thing by the vendor, whether it be to, you know, to, to, to drop the increments, to stand your ground, uh, whatever it may be, you've, you've been an auctioneer for a number of years yourself, but I think the, the, the nothing short of years gained uh, experience will give you, you know, the ability to make the right judgment at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. And how much work did you put into your auctioneering, particularly in the early days? Was it something that were you in front of the mirror? Were you reciting numbers in the shower? Were you, um, uh, were you practicing quite regularly? Or are you a guy that you can sort of turn it on when you need to? Probably a bit of that. And that's what made me feel very comfortable by standing front and centre in the first place. Yep. Uh, that, that I like to ad lib. Um, but back in the day, unlike nowadays where we put our agents through six months of rigorous training before they stand out the front of a house on the street, 
I literally had, and I'm not sure I've exchanged this story with you before, but I had about three days notice by my boss at the time on a Wednesday who said, this coming Saturday, you're calling your first auction. Now, I'd been to enough auctions, i.e. 20 or 30 auctions in my vast nine-month nine experience at the time. Yes. Uh, so I was put on the spot and, you know, I, I, I've loved every auction I've done. Each and every one of them is a little bit different. They're all a little bit challenging. The crowd, the environment, the emotion, the anxiety, yeah. the sense yeah. of urgency, the fear of loss, all those things make it so much fun, even, you know, 28, 27, 28 years later. Yeah, yeah, well said, mate. I, uh, I got a similar story. So I was, um, I worked in the West for five years, as you know, before I came over to Marshall White, predominantly private sale market. So auctions just weren't spoken of or heard of. The only auction that you would see would be a mortgagee in possession. And I thought, geez, there's a little bit of steam in the market. Uh, this, this is going back a number of years. And I thought, I wonder whether I could be the guy to bring some auctions to this part of the world, right? You, you think you think you can you can change the game, so to speak. So I listed a property, and I, I um, it was a it was a unique piece of real estate. And I genuinely, in my heart of hearts, thought that an auction might actually get them the best outcome because it might evoke some emotion. So I said to my boss at the time, I said, "Mate, um, I've booked an auction in. Can you help me out?" And three days before. The auction happened. We were standing in a vacant house at another one of our listings, and he was like, "All right, have a go." And I said, "Wow!" So uh, you sort of get thrown in the deep end, but sometimes that is the best way to uh, to learn. And uh, yeah, if you've got a little bit of a wit about you, you can maybe fumble your way through it. So, well, short of short of uh, spraining ankle, the second most embarrassing moment I had, you just uh, made me think, was my boss at the time before I did that first auction. Yeah. On the Friday, he might he made me stand out of at the front of the property. I think it might have been three out to uh, Turak Road, South Yarra. Don't quote me on the number, but Turak Road, South Yarra, middle afternoon on a Friday, and I called an auction to just him. Yeah. And again, probably second to spraining my ankle, one of the more embarrassing moments I've had, but yeah. put me in reasonably good stead the next day. I know, uh, I know the Marshall White Auction uh, coach, Phil DeFagley, who's done it for a long time, will often get you to go to uh, Domain Park and stand in the middle with, with you know kids and families and human beings around and just belt out an auction and people turn and look and what the hell is this guy doing? But it does get you over those nerves and help you project your voice and um, you know get your setting right. So it, it does help. It does the old saying, get comfortable being very, very uncomfortable. And I think you've just got to put yourself out there and at the end of the day, recognise it's not about you. It's about representing the vendor and the property. Uh, Doss, one thing that was about you, and this is a good segue, by the way, uh, you've been on Media Street this week during, uh, uh, well, certainly through Marshall White circles. I happened to log on to uh, my Instagram account the other day and I did see agents and their spaces with the very own Damien O'Sullivan. You were looking uh, quite regal in some of the photos. Um, regal. Very, very impressive. Um, how did you get conned into agents and their spaces? And what is all that about? Much like you uh, speaking to me about doing this for many months, I think it was about 12 months ago that I got approached to do it. Yes. And speaking of uh, being uh, comfortable or getting comfortable being uncomfortable, this is one of those environments, as well as agents and their spaces. But more recently, um, Maddie, and for, for uh, the many thousand uh, listeners that you have probably <laughs> tuning in as we speak, yeah, uh, many would like. probably not know that I spent a um, uh, 10 plus years working on the business and not so much in the business. Uh, in more recent times, uh, perhaps kicking and screaming at the time, I'm now working uh, 
working in the business and, and on the tools again, yep. uh, uh, 24-7, which has been a real eye-opener for me at my age to, to get back in doing that. And this is just a part of that. At the end of the day, we do need to promote ourselves in some shape or form and let, you know, uh, the people that I know in my life and family and friends and, you know, all those acquaintances know that this is what I'm doing once again. So that was all part of it. And uh, you conned was a good word because it's very apt. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, you did well. I, I read every word of the article and uh, I've actually did said no, not, not a word, but I did enjoy the photography <laughs> part of it. Uh, glad you, I'm glad you did because uh, it was sort of one of the more uncomfortable moments in my life. But Did any messages are. fly through the DMs, Doss? Did anybody get uh, in touch? Uh, what's a DM? Yeah. No, I'm joking. I know oh, what I, thank you. it's a it's a message of some variety. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I did have nature. my son. Thank you. Oh, that's good. Uh, I did have my son standing behind the camera at the time, sort of doing the loser. <laughs> sort of. Uh, no, I didn't get a whole lot by way of messages, apart from a few close mates who uh, do what close mates do, and they ribbed me accordingly, and they will continue to do so. And perhaps even tonight, after this is uh, shared. Far and wide. Just about to say, I'm sure uh, some more ribbing is going to come your way, but it's all for a good cause. Um, I had a couple of points, and there is a and a with DOS, which I put out on Instagram, and boy, oh, boy, did my DMs blow up with a couple of people very interested to <laughs> learn a little bit more about our guest here this evening. Uh, before I touch on that, though, DOS, quite seriously, um, um, and we're sort of happy to be coming out of it, albeit... Uh, you know, we're back wearing masks and uh, 30 people down to 15 and uh, hand sanitizer at every open and all that sort of stuff. But the, the, the middle of COVID during that lockdown period um, in, in our typical spring selling season was a tough time for a lot of people. And, and I use the word tough, you know, in context, of course. Mm. Um, uh, Caroline's husband, uh, you're a father of four kids, um, what was life like for the O'Sullivans? Um, I know Caroline's got a, a catering business that um, sort of is still going, but, you know, there was some additions to that as well. Talk me through COVID life uh, in your world. Yeah, well, it's, it's a really valid point. It was such a tough time for so many people um, and people had different experiences. Mine, as I said, my wife Caroline runs a, a local catering business, uh, which has been around for 12 plus years. That was incredibly busy. And then it uh, shut down just like that, like so many other businesses and industries. Um, coincidentally, at the time, her family are from regional Victoria, dotted around regional Victoria. But they, um, Caroline and her sister started a uh, women's lifestyle uh, clothing business in Yarrawonga, also an online business, but a kitty, uh, uh, sorry, a company called Kitty & Co, a business. And so we spent eight to 10 weeks up there in a very relaxed stage three uh, lockdown in Yarrawonga, yep. um, which compared to what folk were, were going through down here was a, a you know, blessing in disguise, aside from the fact that I did a lot of the homeschooling uh, of my four along with uh, three of my nephews, and I was also the sous chef at times. Um, it was a, a challenging time. It was a new environment for me. I'd never lived in the country. Any of those um, kids uh, repeating their year level as a result of you leading the, uh, the charge education-wise? Absolutely not. I take offence to that. However, you should hear their language. It's really gone to a different level. <laughs> uh, no, they're back at school now, so they've been told to drop any uh, any of that sort of obscene language they may, may have encountered from time to time. Yep. Um, so, look, we were really fortunate. And um, as you know, we I came back to Melbourne uh, on around the start of October and, boy, we, we haven't taken a breath since. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it's busy at the moment, isn't it? There's uh, there's plenty on. Uh, it, time. I was in a Tostevin training session yesterday, James Tostevin, episode 14, mind you, Doss. Um, Just before it, me. He was, uh, I reckon his topic of the day was, was time management. He's talking about trying mm. to put together as many appointments in your diary at any one time to avoid going, coming, going, coming, and just try and clump them all together so that you can save a bit of time. And that's important at the moment because uh, all estate agents, not just Marshall White, uh, are quite busy out in the marketplace at the moment. Yeah, well, I think when it comes to time management, you, you probably can't speak to anyone better in the business. I've, I've never seen a busier individual the intensity with which he works even today, you know, 30 something years in the, in, the, in the business, you only have to, you know, speak to him on the phone to know that he is one busy uh, and a highly driven individual, as I said, 30 plus years in the business, which makes him the, uh, you know, the pretty special agent he's been for so long. Spot on. Doss, I wanted to, um, I wanted to ask, because uh, obviously um, we were talking about the difference between being, being a standalone agent and then actually, uh, managing a team or running an office. And a lot of the times, um, top performers, so let's say a million-dollar fee rider in a, in a, in a suburb uh, that they've been working in for quite a long time, decides to then go and run their own office or, or start a new business or run their own team. I wanted to know from you, given that you've done both, as to whether you think there's a difference in skill set needed between being a really top-performing estate agent and being a really good leader and manager of people teams, emotion, et cetera. Do you think the two skill sets are aligned or do you think that there's a fair difference between uh, those roles? I think there's a, there's a, a huge difference. Um, I don't think that everybody can do both. I, I'm one that can't do both. I've never been the million dollar writer, uh, but I have had a natural um, leaning towards running a team, leading a team. Um, I, I've always found it a little humorous that the great estate agent, the million dollar writer at some point in time thinks not everybody, but thinks let's go out and I'm going to run my own business. A million dollar writer isn't necessarily the best person who's, uh, who's equipped to run a business or lead a team. Some are, some can do both brilliantly. I think that's a little bit of a rarity. I think some people, you know, some, I, I look at some of the, the great agents in our business who know in their own mind that they need to stay in their lane and that lane is listing and selling real estate. And there's you know, very few, I think, can do both and do both successfully at the same time. It's very, very difficult, uh, as you know, to be a, a part-time salesperson. You, know, you really need to be invested 24-7 to be a, a good listing and selling agent. Um, then there's those that, you know, perhaps like me, that had a, uh, just a, a genuine desire and attraction to run a business, to, to lead a team, to grow a team, to support a team. And that means stepping away from the, the 24-7 grind that is, you know, prospecting, listing and selling. Um, I've now, for, for, I think, for the betterment of the business, uh, we're at a point in time, as I said, 10 years old, where I've got back on the tools um, and I'm loving it. But there's still that part of me that, that, that can't keep away from wanting to be, you know, with the team and support the team and help the team. Yeah, yeah. No, well said. And, and you, you still do that. I know there's a lot of people that still come to you for guidance and advice and whether it's auction training or, or whether it's a scripts and dialogue session or, or something like that. And uh, I know for a fact, mate, you've helped me out tremendously over the journey. Um, all right. Now, the question and answer segment, Doss. This is a Zoom cast first, but there wasn't a better guest to, uh, to do this with, in my opinion, than you because a lot of people, uh, and I'm just pulling out the... Uh, 
the messages here that um, flooded my DMs last night uh, about this. You, you did say uh, you did say you were going to send send them to me first, but I haven't had a chance to, to peruse these. So let's go. Let's see how I, we fare. I wasn't going to send them to you, Doss. I am trying to set you up here. Um, yeah, I know that. Now, some of them I'll put names to and some of them I won't because there's a few cheeky messages that have come through here. I, um, I bet there are. Jack Nickel, uh, one of the greats who's just joined Team Kimonello and is looking very sharp around he's the Armadale office, uh, just simply wrote, he is the king. So that's a nice start. Um, not sure about that, but uh, that's what Jack thinks. Uh, James Hill. Uh, I've always liked player. him. What's that, sorry? Always liked Jack Nickel. Always had a lot of time for him. I don't know if you're going to like Jimmy Hill. He said that, is he part of the royal family? He's giving off Prince Andrew vibes here uh, in your photo agents and their spaces. Have you got a retort for Jimmy? Sorry, who, who's this James Hill you talk of? That would be him. All oh, right. Um, a, a regal royal set. Well, look, I, I guess the day I walk the halls in, in loafers without socks and a pair of pants that are <laughs> four to five inches shorter of the ankle like Jimmy does, then... Perhaps I've got a long way to go now. I've, I've learned from the best. I'm trying to sort of, I've got the Gantt polo on here and uh, I'm just trying to learn from, from the best. I don't know whether I'll, I'll ever quite catch up to his swagger, but, you know, we can only dream, can't we? You are very, very well-groomed and well-dressed, Os, that's for sure. Uh, former Marshall White admin sensation, Chloe Summerfield, wrote in and said, uh, do you have an admin staff member that you miss the most? Uh, might be fishing for some commentary, Doss. Well, there are lots, but of course, Chloe, or as we officially uh, we, we refer to her as, of course, Matthew, her nickname. Uh, Let, Chloe, let's just run with Chloe. Chloe Bags. That's uh, Chloe yep. Bags. Yep. She she's up there amongst many, but uh, fond memories of Chloe. She was one of the best. Very good, very good. A couple of serious questions, Dos came through. Um, what do you put your longevity of success down to? And second part of that question: what are the what are some of your favourite things about working? in an area like Albert Park, and they were written in by uh, episode three of uh, Zoomcast, Mandy Stanley. Any other questions from Mandy, or is that it? That, that's the only ones that I can see here, Doss, yes. Um, I got you. Um, you longevity. Uh, yeah, longevity uh, of success down to, and what are the things you love about Albert Park or working in an area like Albert Park? Uh, longevity, I think you, you, you simply need to enjoy what you do. You, you can't be this invested in, a, in an industry or a business or a career without thoroughly enjoying it. Yes, it has its trials and tribulations from time to time. It's ups and downs. It is a roller coaster ride. But at the end of the day, we, we are very, very fortunate, uh, you know, representing the people we do, uh, the properties that we do in the areas that we do. We're incredibly fortunate. Um, when, and, and, you know, when, and representing the brand that we do in Marshall White, I might add. So I think enjoyment, uh, every different property has its different, you know, characteristics, its different set of challenges. The end goal remains the same to get the best possible price for the vendor. In as far as Albert Park, um, as I said, I, I started working in St Kilda and back in 93, St Kilda looks very different today to what it did back then. Um, and going from there to working in parts of Stonington and Burundara, I've lived in Kew all my life. Albert Park and, and in, again, some of these suburbs in which we operate, great property, great real estate, yeah. um, lovely families, good people, you know, so it's, it's just... Uh, it makes it all worthwhile in the end when you do deal with, deal with good people who trust you with their business and, and trust your advice implicitly. Yeah, yeah, well said. Uh, there were many other uh, questions uh, that came through, Doss, but none of them quite appropriate for uh, Zoom. Really? Cars. So uh, 
Uh, a couple of cheeky ones from Tom Hayne uh, messaged in and, and a few others uh, got in there as well. Mate, it's been a joy and a pleasure to have you on quite sincerely. As I said, I've wanted to have you on for a little while. Uh, you're a very funny man. You uh, often have a line of people uh, that want to get uh, a word in with you at one of the Marshall White uh, events or uh, at an auction. Uh, you are one of the greats and uh, you continue to do really good things in the marketplace. Uh, as I said, across a few marketplaces that you work in with Marshall White. So we're, if anybody hasn't come across the DOS, by all means do so. Uh, where can people reach you, DOS, if uh, they want to pick your brain about your journey, uh, be it for a coffee or a catch-up? Well, they can DM me, Maddie, whatever that means, um, or uh, simply email dos at marshallwhite.com.au. Uh, I'm sure they can indeed reach out to you and you'll uh, you'll point them in the right direction. So j- just to clarify, your email address is dos at marshallwhite, like share or... Or uh, Elvis, <laughs> right? Well, like uh, the artist formerly known as Prince, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's a fair bit of swag to end <laughs> on, mate. Thanks for being a part of Zoomcast. Appreciate it on iTunes, on Spotify. Uh, listen to it on the morning uh, walk for a coffee, uh, and there's plenty of other episodes that you can find on Zoomcast's own Instagram page. Doss, I think we're done. Thanks, mate. Thank you, Maddie. Thank you, Bye. mate. Cheers.